Welcome to the new School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to flip the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms. Class is in session. Welcome, ladies and gents, to a new episode of the New School of Success. Uh, we are here today to really drop some some bombs of truth on you, and we're really going to dig into how to say this uh, appropriately and eloquently. We're going to say it nasty. Say it nasty. Say it. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, we are going to talk to you about why uh, chasing success is screwing you. And I really can't wait to dive in on this. But uh, there is there's something that Julian needs to say first. He's gonna he's gonna read. A uh, amazing review over on the other side of, of That's this call. What we do now at okay. the beginning of each episode, we're taking a <laughs> badass review from a badass reviewer, aka listener, and we're going to shout them from the rooftops because we want to acknowledge you guys for taking action, for listening, for sharing, but also just for showing us some love. And we're going to show it right back. So this one is from Jaybird314, which I'm assuming is somebody in the St. Louis area or someone who was born on March 14th. I don't know. But they say, and I quote, I needed this podcast in my life. Julian and Nick are able to address so many issues that I thought were just me being broken. With ease, they erase some limitations that lead to the, lead the way to more life. You're doing yourself a disservice by not listening to this podcast regularly. Give it a listen. So Jaybird314, St. Lou, stand up. Uh, but dude, thank you so much for the review. And just a reminder for all you guys listening, if you haven't yet done it, please take 38 seconds. Sometimes it takes you 45 seconds based on how fast your fingers go. Mm -hmm. Uh, and leave us a review. If you found any of this helpful, we'd love to hear from you and we would love to shout you out at the beginning of our next episode. But anyway, anyway, today we're talking about, yeah, how the chase of success is actually screwing you, how pursuing success is actually making you less successful. And that sounds really counterintuitive and weird and silly and crazy. So that's why Nick, and this is right up Nick's sweet alley. This is just Nick's bread and butter. This is Nick's yogurt and granola. This is Nick's OJ and champagne. This is Nick's green Skittles and red Skittles. This is his thing. So Nick, I just want to just roll the ball in your court. Hmm. Let us know, okay, if chasing success is screwing us, that goes against everything we've been taught, doesn't it? It does. And I, I have to give it to you. I'm very impressed with all of the metaphors and analogies you just threw at me. Like you didn't even, you didn't take a breath. You were there. You were in it. All right. That's good for you. Anyway. So yes, chasing success is screwing us. Now, before we get to why it's screwing you and what um, we're really looking for in our chase of success and getting to the depth of, of what we're about at the new school of success. first. It's not your fault. I think that's where we should start. This is not your fault that you feel like you need to chase the money or you need to chase a certain amount of clients in your business or you need to chase a number on the scale at the gym or you need to chase anything that is outside of you because that is how we've been conditioned. It's how uh, just, it's how we, yeah, it's how we've been conditioned. Our it's culture, ingrained. Our, it's, it's ingrained it's at a very ingrained, young age. Yes, it's been ingrained. Take it back to school. Why don't you? What happened when you got a good grade in, you got a math, star. in math class? You got, you got a, a star. star paper and you, you got, got to put star. it on the fridge. Yes. Yeah, so, like, think about this for a second. When you're a kid, 
and you get a good grade on the test, you get a star on your paper, you got validation from your teacher. How did that feel? Felt good. Yeah. And then you got home and you showed your mom and dad, you're like, mom and dad, I got a 97 on this algebra test. And they're like, cool, that's awesome. I'm going to put it on the fridge. So now you're getting more validation. More. Double validation. Yeah, double, double V. <laughs> yes, the double V. <laughs> and now you have, from their very well-intentioned, like, hey, good job, um, praise, you have now over time, you've done this enough times, whether it be getting a good grade on the test or doing something uh, nice around the house, like being validated for the action of acquiring something that is viewed to be good by other people has ingrained in your mind that you need to acquire something. You need to get a grade. You need to have X amount of dollars in the bank. You need to look a certain way. You need to have a, this level of a business before or as the vehicle to being happy, the vehicle to feeling loved, the, the vehicle to you know, feeling like you've you're got it all together and you're moving in the right direction. And unfortunately, that chase, that, that need for the exterior thing to happen first before you get to feel something, one, it's backwards, and two, it is never ending if you don't flip the pattern. You don't reverse the process of, instead of chasing the external, chasing the internal, figuring out how to figure it out for yourself first, rather than uh, going after yeah. the things that are outside of ourselves. And it's just... Um, yeah, like I said, it's not your fault. It's something that we've, we've learned through experience of well-intentioned people saying good job and yeah. making us feel good for getting something. And that um, has just conditioned us to, to be these people that really need certain things in front of us, certain exterior uh, really cool things, whether it be money or cars or a house or uh, the girl or the guy in your life to feel like you're, you've got it all together and you just don't have to, you don't have to wait for those people. And the counterintuitive thing is, as Julie and I are about to get into is if you flip the script, if you play it backwards, you actually get to have all oh, the external yeah. things as a really <laughs> sweet result yeah. doing the work, the correct direction. So Julian, I've yep. rambled for yep. a bit. Uh, what would you like to add? Plus, I know that you have a, a pretty sweet story that would just compound what we were, what we're going to get into, which is, yeah, the exterior things, even if they look really cool, even if you've created all the success, yeah, you know, you still might feel like you don't have it together. So obviously the yeah. formula is broken and we need to fix it. Yeah. yeah so yeah. tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah. So the one thing I want to add to Nicholas's um, elaboration there is that when you can, we've all become very good chasers because we've been conditioned to chase. So think about it this way, right? Like you can be the strongest water treader in the world. You can have big old muscles that are great for treading water. You could be the best treader. You could be literally the best treader. The best. Like, you're the number one ranked treader on Instagram. You're the best treader. But do you even want to be in that fucking pool? Do you, like, do you even want to tread that water? Or maybe there's like a, maybe you want to go play volleyball. Maybe you want to yeah. go to the library. Maybe you want to get out of the pool. Maybe and you don't so, like water. Yeah. So it's important to understand like, why am I chasing what I'm chasing? And if you regardless of what you're chasing, if you stop and understand, we're all after a feeling. Mm. We're all after a feeling. What good is, money is paper, right? Nick and I know this. There's not even enough actual like gold and, and like in currency to back up the amount of money that is represented in transactions mm -hmm. and bank accounts in the market. Like if yeah. we all went to our bank and asked for our, the paper equivalent of the value in our account, there wouldn't be it. 
Like yeah. we would run out. There's like about 4%. So the piece of paper makes us feel a certain way. The likes on a picture make us feel a certain way. Um, seeing the smile on the faces of our family when we take them on that dream vacation, right? Like it makes us feel something. Mm-hmm. So what you're chasing, you got to understand like, okay, you're chasing the thing because you're driven by what's behind the feeling it. you want, right? So we chase money. Why? We want security and validation, right? We, we chase friendship and, and social validation. Well, we want to feel connection and acceptance, right? Like, so remember money's the piece of paper. It's what it means to us. The, the validation is just a fleeting opinion. One thought out of the 50 to 70,000 you're going to have that day, but it makes us feel a certain way. So start to understand like, what is the feeling you're after? What are you actually chasing? So that's what I'll add to that. And that, that will come back at the end. It's one of those loop scoop and swoops. It's going to come on back. Loop, so just, yeah, the loop swoop and pull. So yeah, I have a great story that elaborates this very, very well. Um, I would say four years ago, maybe it was three years ago. Oh my gosh, it was two and a half years ago. My bad. So the, I just, times, times just a concept, Nick. It's just a lie. Uh, that's, that's a topic for another time. All right. So two, two years ago, I was living the dream and that's in air quotes, living the dream in air quotes. So I was a very good chaser of success and I was living this digital entrepreneur lifestyle. I had a a thriving online fitness business. I was living on the beach in Hawaii. I was, you know, going to cool places every weekend. I had a rocking sweet bod, just rocking. And like, um, (laughs) you know, from eating really healthy in Hawaii. Anyway, so I had the six pack. I had the six figure income. I had the, the beach. I had all these things. But once the, the dopamine hit from the thing wears off, if you don't have a powerful internal attachment, if you don't have a powerful at- intention, if you don't have a powerful concept of your identity and what your values are and what your alignment is, all that shit wears off very, very quickly. And so all this good stuff was going on. I remember I would, I would wake up and stare at the ceiling for like an hour because I didn't want to get up. I was unhappy. I had stuff. It was great. And, 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 and this isn't an episode saying money's dumb and it's bad. It's not. Money's great. Mm-hmm. But it's the, when you center your life around chasing things and checking boxes and depriving yourself of certain feelings until you have those boxes checked, you are living life with a hole in the bottom of a cup. And so no matter how much stuff you pour into it, it's just going to escape. It's just going to get out. And so, you know, I was chasing these metrics. I was chasing these, these external forms of achievement, which are like, it's great to evolve and it's great to accomplish your goals. I'm not talking shit on that either, but I'm saying when you are just blindly chasing things because you have been unconsciously conditioned to validate yourself by acquiring stuff, you will end up empty. Mm -hmm. You will get to that next stage and think, oh, well, this isn't enough. There must be a next stage. And then you'll get there. And then you'll be like, wait a minute, the dopamine hit wore off. What's the next thing? And what's the next thing? And then you die. So um, we're trying to break that cycle. We want you to die with a big fat smile on your face. So yes, that's please. my story. And, you know, like I said, this is Nick's, this is Nick's lamb and tuna fish. This is Nick's spaghetti and meatballs. It's this is more. <laughs> so, Nick, let, so let us know, why is it so important? Why is it so important to, why is it so important to allow ourselves to feel the full spectrum of feelings with or without the external thing? Well, so like the, the external things are, they're all means, 
and we get confused and we get kind of caught up in like thinking that those means are the end. Like we think that the money is the end of the road. We think the money that we get is going to be that thing that, that validates our existence. Or we think that when we get the house, when we finally get the house, we're going to feel great and everything will be great. And you know, when we, um, finally lose X amount of pounds on the, on the scale of the gym, that is when I get to have what I wanted. But these are all just means to the end of, like you said, feeling something. Everything that you guys have on your to-do list, your goals, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you're an ambitious human being that wants to accomplish things. Yeah, Linda, Remember, Linda, we haven't shouted out Linda in a while. She's I know, super it ambitious. Yeah, Linda, Lisa, Laura, L Lauren. Only people with L names listen to our podcast. Lanolin. <laughs> oh, That's I'll a family that. name, Lanolin. You own that thing. Anyway. Uh, so everything that is on your ambitious to-do list and ambitious goal list, they are the means. The end of what you are looking for is how you'll feel when you get to what that proverbial finish line. Yeah. Is. So when Julian got to the six-figure income, that was supposed to give him the security, the validation that like, I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Or when he was in Hawaii, like, holy shit, how about that freedom that you get to hang out in Hawaii every day? But like, it's, it's fleeting because yeah. at some point, the, the novelty of the experience of the emotion that you get from when you accomplish something, it wears off. I experienced this recently. I, I published a book in May of 2000. Yeah, yeah. Great book, great book, great book. Great book. Great book. Highly recommend. <laughs> but the best. Like the, the experience of, of writing the book, like accomplishing something does give you an emotional hit. Like we're not going to ignore that and say that when you make the money, it's not going to feel good. Or when you publish a book, it's not going to feel good. Or when you're living in Hawaii, it's not going to feel good. But it feels good because it's the novelty and the nuance of like, oh, this is new. This is a different level that I've gotten to. That wears off because you will normalize what that experience is like. So at the end of the day, what felt good is the end, but we need to switch it to the beginning of the process. We need to stop waiting for all of our accomplishments to give us how we want to feel. Wait, 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 wait. So you're allowed to feel good without the thing showing up first? Mm. Yes. Yeah. But that's, but, whoa. Right. <laughs> Right. You are allowed to, and not only allowed to, but you should. You like that should be the way that we operate. We're so conditioned to operate in the opposite direction. We're so like you gotta when you publish a book, it's gonna feel good. Yes. But what happens if you felt good before publishing the book? That book is going to be that much more powerful because you're showing up from a, a place of being whole without the accomplishment giving you something. Or when you go to, let's say, you know, try to entangle yourself in a relationship. How much more powerful will that connection be if you showed up with the love that you thought that person could give to you, but you already had it for yourself? No, you're no longer showing up as a needy human being saying, hey, um, other person, please give me the love that I so need and I'm so desperate for. I, instead of that, I already have it. So I'm all set. I just want you to commingle with my experience of love and just raise it to a higher level. You're not asking for other people, other things to give it to you. You can give it to yourself first. And when you show up to do the things that you're already planning on doing, you will do them much more powerfully. So it's just about one, looking at the metrics that you've put on your piece of paper of all your to-dos and all your goals and don't discredit them. Don't throw them away and say like, oh, it's just about sitting on a pillow and feeling good. No, 
like we're out here to evolve and grow and be ambitious. Like that's all part of like what we're talking about here on this, this podcast. But in doing so, know that your metrics that you have on your paper, that, that dollar amount you want to hit or that pound amount that you want to get to, or, um, you know, that vacation you want to take, there is an emotional backdrop to it, whether it be freedom that you want to feel from vacation or the security you want to feel from having a certain amount of money or, um, the confidence you want to feel when you get to that certain weight, like all of these things are the emotion that you want from it. It is not the number on the scale. It is not the number in the bank account because those are all subjective anyway. Like if I made, you know, $300,000 in the next year or something, that would feel amazing. I would be really pumped about that. That'd be great. But if Jeff Bezos only made $300,000, how would he feel? Like a loser. He would feel like a loser because he makes billions of dollars a year. So the number, it doesn't mean anything. The amount of money, the amount of clients, it doesn't mean anything except for what it means to you. So you need to understand what that means to you emotionally and say, okay, I'm not going to wait for that number or that thing to give it to me. I need to find it for myself. And here's the fun part about it. If you can do it for yourself, if you can generate it from within, if you can find small ways to give yourself the emotional hit of freedom, of love, of, of peace, of joy ahead of the experience, the experience comes faster. Oh, and this is, this is where things get cool. And this used to just be, hey, this is spiritual stuff. You can't see it. You can't measure it. Take it at face value. Mm-hmm. And like spiritual masters have been talking about this for years and years and years, right? And philosophers and observers and scientists and Jew- Jesus and Buddha and Plato and, you know, the there's smart people. The Upanishads, all these spiritual texts literally have been saying like, and literally it's cool. And, you know, I geek out on this, but like the Bible, the Bible was translated, retranslated in the fourth century, but like, and they kind of like bastardized it and used it to, for social and political control. But before that, it was just like a very spiritual text on how to use your mind to manifest your reality. It's super, super cool. And there's, there's people like Neville Goddard and Thomas Troward, these these great thinkers from like the early 1900s that like, they'll break it down for you. They'll be like, Hey, the church kind of bastardized this, but here's what Jesus meant. Here's what this meant. Here's what this meant. And people have been talking about this for years. Like the internal state always manifests itself in the external state. Life is here for one reason. Your circumstances are here to reflect back to you yourself, Mm -hmm. your thoughts, your beliefs, your expectations, how you see yourself. That's all life is here to do. So when you are chasing success, and this is what I see a lot of people do. This is what I did in Hawaii. We say, okay, we place a condition on it, right? When I have this stuff, then I'll feel the feeling. When I have the money, I'll feel secure. When I have the likes, I'll feel validated. When I have that number on the scale, I'll feel worthy of loving myself, right? But here's the thing. When we chase the thing that we think is going to give us a feeling, we actually deprive ourselves of the feeling until we have the thing. Mm-hmm. Gross. Right? So we're depriving ourselves of self-love. We're depriving ourselves of security. We're depriving ourselves of worthiness. And here's the thing. The state you're in most often dictates your results. So if you're showing up in this place of lack, saying, when I have the money, I'm going to feel abundant, you're just going to keep recreating lack. So that needy creep at the bar who's like, I just need a woman to make me feel loved. But until then, I don't. That person is giving off weird, icky vibes that ultimately will push people away, that ultimately will circumstantially validate and externalize his self-perceived lack. Mm. So, and, 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 and I need people to just pause, rewind, and drink that in because 
Well, I'm, I'm assuming you've paused and you've rewounded. Now you're back where I, I originally said that. But what Julian just said is so, so powerful. And people pay thousands of dollars to this man to hear him say this in, in a different context of coaching. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Yeah. And it, like, yes, when you wait and lock up your emotional well-being behind the wall of whatever your ambitious goal is, you are, you're, you're saying, I'm not going to get to experience this until I get to the, the finish line. That's where they'll give me the key and I'm going to unlock this feeling and then I'm going to feel good. The entire time that you're moving towards that thing, you are then depriving yourself. You're not in that state. And like Julian has said, and I will say again, for those that didn't rewind like schmucks, you are creating the person that you like you are creating the circumstantial evidence of the person that you are showing up as so if you're showing up even though it's good intention that you're like waiting or or you're working towards something that's really cool but since you've deprived yourself you're, you're showing up from a place that is lack that is not love that is not abundance that is not um you know just freedom you're you're showing up as the opposite of what you want you will continue to create the opposite of what you want and it's it's so, it's so important that you understand that. So like pause, rewind what I said, pause, rewind what Julian said, like that is the thing. And I think we can close up the entire podcast from here on out. We'll just close up shop. We're done. Because if you understand that, then you'd be like, oh, okay. So I've been playing the game backwards. And this is why it's important to flip the game and say, I'm going to emotionally feel powerful now. So that as I move towards the thing I still want, like we, again, we're not demonizing money. We're not demonizing your your success or your push towards your goals we are no, those the are fact, crazy. yes we're not we're demonizing the fact that you feel have like your you cake wait. and eat it too Ooh, have your cake and eat it too yes right? and a perfect example is nick and i on this podcast right if we were like hey nick you want to do a podcast but we're not going to show up as powerfully until we have a really huge audience, right? Once we have the huge audience, then we're going to be validated as, as, as podcasters. Then we'll really bring the heat. But until then, we'll just we'll play back. small and act like we don't have an audience. We'll, uh, we'll hold back and we won't be ourselves, sure. right? Like, no, no, me and Nick made the intention right off the bat that like, we're just going to show up as if this thing is really freaking powerful, impactful, and influential, right? And as long as we proceed in that knowing and we operate from that place and show up as those people, there's not a doubt in my mind that, yeah, it's just a matter of time before the audience matches our audacity, before what we see on the outside in measurable metrics measures the internal state that we're showing up as when we come and deliver this information to you. So not only are we seeing the metrics grow and all of these things that are nice and measurable and cool, but like we don't have, like we're cutting out the middleman. We just show up and have a blast. We show up as if we do have a huge audience. We show up as if our message is being heard and is being impacted. Right. Because it is. Yeah. Like, so it's, again, it's like this, just because you can't see it or measure it yet, doesn't mean you have to deprive yourself of the feeling you're attaching to the, uh, the accomplishment of it. Right. So if you're just starting a business, you can feel worthy. You can feel valuable right now, even if you don't have a billion clients, if you're starting a fitness journey, you can show up with pride in yourself. You can love yourself unconditionally, even though you haven't hit your dress size yet or your pants size yet that you're after, right? Like you can walk the journey while embracing the state you're after. And that's a really cool fucking place to be because then life just gets really fun. Mm -hmm. And it's like a kid in a sandbox. There's all the pressure's gone. There's no, there's no perfection. There's no failure. There's just experience. Right. And, uh, you know what I mean? You're allowed to 
feel good just because there's there's just a lot of um conditioned lies out there of like we need to be able to explain why we feel so free why we feel so loved why we feel so joyous why we feel so happy you don't have to explain that to anybody you can just wake up and choose like this is how i'm going to feel today and um a, a wonderful quote that um comes from a book that Julian has recommended to me and it's just so good. It's called The it Illusion so of Money. The Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease. He says, and I'm listening to the audible version, so I might be butchering part of this because I don't have it physically in front of me. He says something to the effect of, imagine for a moment that I tell you through this podcast, through your earbuds at this moment or through your stereo of your car, that you just want a million dollars and you take a moment and actually believe that's, to be, that's true. How do you feel? If you know a million dollars is coming your way, or if you've, you're told that a million dollars is coming your way, you start to feel like, oh, wow, you feel more secure. You feel good. You feel happy. You feel like, you know, things are moving in the right direction. But I didn't give you any actual money. I just told you that you have a million dollars coming your way. The emotional response had nothing to do with the physical representation of what's in front of you. It was just your mind buying into the idea that it's on its way. And I could just as easily say, you know what, I'm just screwing with you. A million dollars is not coming your way. That emotional reaction is going to disappear. It's all just emotional states that we're playing in. And it's, it's that kind of thought exercise gives you the proof that it has nothing to do with something physically sitting in front of you for you to allow yourself to feel how you want to feel. So you have to get creative. You have to use your imagination and think of how and, and believe into how the things that you desire are moving in your direction and really sit with that and say like, you know what, even if it's not physically in front of me, I know it's on its way. I, we know that this podcast is going to continue to grow. We know we're going to continue to impact more people through our coaching business, through our podcast, through the books that I'll continue to write, through the book that I'm sure Julian's going to throw out there in the, in the near future. He's got it up in his brain. I can't wait to see it. Anyway, <laughs> the, the point being the physical representation means next to nothing. It makes it easier to feel a certain thing, but it is not required. And so many of us are waiting for that physical um, number. That was a big, big inhale you just had. It's going to be... <laughs> uh, it just makes it easier to feel something. So you have to work a little bit more with your imagination. You have to work a little bit more on your belief, but it has nothing to do with the actual thing in front of you. It's just your emotional state and your emotional response to however you're thinking, feeling, believing. And if you can really harness that and feel into like, I am powerful, I am happy, I am loved, I am all of these things, then go do all the cool stuff that you planned on doing, man, it gets really cool. It gets really fun. Like that's why if, if you've listened to our podcast and it sounds like we have a good time, like, because we do, because we, we're operating within this energy that we're, we're trying to communicate to you uh, is a powerful one to be in because we're not waiting for you to really enjoy this podcast for us to really enjoy this podcast. We're just showing up and doing it because it's, it's fun for us. We believe it's going to, to make a difference and that's why we're here. So whatever it is that you're doing, continue to do it. But before you think that that thing is going to give you something, give it to yourself, then go out into the world and do some really cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so I've rambled for a bit and I don't know if, I don't know if Julian had anything to add. It sounded like you. I did. Jeez. Oh. If you let me get a word in edgewise, you, oh. you know, but so, Julian. and here's the thing we're talking about this, the power of your mind, the creative power of your mind and the law of attraction and all these things that, you know, for the last, like up until like maybe 10 years ago, 
could be seen as a little bit of woo wooey. But now with you got guys like Dr. Joe Dispenza, Dawson Church, uh, Bruce Lipton, all these guys who they're like, it's all, it's quantum physics. It's epigenetics at this point. Like this is measurable. Our mind impacts matter. They did this amazing study and this was in, um, what book was this? Oh, it was a, it's called the divine matrix by some guy who looks like Wolverine. I forget his name. Uh, also a doctor. Um, but basically they did this study where they took, so here's the thing. Everything is just vibrating energy. Everything is just vibrating quantum energy, right? When you break yourself down, your organs, your organs are cells, your cells are molecules, your molecules are atoms, your atoms are subatomic pieces of energy. Those subatomic particles of energy are just quantum potential. And so they've actually put little pieces of quantum potential into a tube, right? These little protons and electrons and these, these light molecules, these photons, the things that comprise every single living thing, every single organic thing, every single inorganic thing, right? So you, your friends, your car, money, all of it, gravity, energy, it's just these little vibrating things. They put them into a test tube and they can measure them now. And then they put a piece of human DNA in the test tube. And then the person whose DNA belonged to, they showed them various images to evoke different emotion. And the emotional state of the person whose DNA was in the tube directly impacted how the energy structured itself. Hmm. So to someone like Nick, who's down with quantum physics, he knows what that means. But that literally means your thoughts and the emotional state created by those thoughts dictates your reality. Reality is built by these little Legos Photons, electrons, right? Like everything. If you zoom in far enough, it's just vibrating in. So whether you look at it from a quantum physics standpoint or an epigenetic standpoint, epigenetics is the study that our thoughts determine which parts of our DNA express themselves. So literally, if you think happy thoughts, successful thoughts, healthy thoughts, certain markers in your DNA will upregulate, well, certain ones will turn off. So literally pieces of your DNA associated with positivity, health, vitality, strength, resilience will turn on and the ones associated with sickness, anxiety, imbalance, those ones turn down. So literally you are more in control of your life physically, mentally, financially, professionally, relationally than you were ever thought to believe. It's just science at this point, right? So spiritual masters, people way smarter than Nick and I have been talking about it for thousands of years. Now we have the machines that can be like, oh, Buddha was right, right? So like, it's like gravity at this point. Like you can't see it, but it dictates your reality. So you can either fight against it or you can get in alignment with it and mm-hmm. start to, like Nick said, still commit to evolving and chasing these goals, but don't chase it like your life depends on it. Walk towards it, but give yourself the feeling that you know it's going to give you anyway, because the thing can't actually jump in your brain and give you the feeling. Right. That's an illusion. You are the person that creates the feeling. So when Nick calls and says, hey, the million dollars is on your way, the million dollar genie didn't jump into your heart and your brain and, and right. give you the feeling. That was your self-generated emotional response at an unconscious level. Mm-hmm. So have your cake and eat it too. Pursue mm-hmm. growth, but don't mark yourself as unworthy because you haven't hit that marker yet. It's not dependent on it. So, in fact, the arrival of it is dependent on oh, yeah. who, who you're showing up as along the way. Because as we've talked about and encouraged you to rewind and listen back to, the person that you're, nice, nice DJ, <laughs> the person that you're showing up on on the path as you walk it is what will 
that that's what creates what's in front of you. So if you're creating from a place of love and freedom and joy and abundance and all this cool stuff, which is, which is not out of your reach. It's not something that is hidden behind some wall that you get to when you finally hit your, your goals. It's right in front of you. It's all here. You wake up and it's all here. As soon as you pop back into consciousness, it's all available to you. And I promise you there's parts of your life that are going really, really well that you don't have to wrap up all your emotional dependency in, in something else. I would encourage you to explore what parts of life are going well. So like you have an awesome marriage. This is the one that, that worked for me is what I'm telling you. Like my marriage, I love my wife. I never, ever, ever worry about, have anxiety if she's going to leave. Like it's just, I wake up, my love is there. I don't have to think about it. There's parts of your life that are similar to that. And just think about like how you never put your emotional response to that behind some wall. You never have to say like, once I get this thing, like I don't have to, I don't have to lean over and look at my wife and have her tell me that I'm awesome for me to feel like she loves me. It's just, I wake up and it's there. So that is this, all of this stuff, the emotional response that you're waiting to, to feel, it's all there. You just have to wake up to the fact that it's yours without some exchange of your work, your energy, your accomplishment. There is no exchange. It's just, I get to have it. So decide happiness, decide joy, decide love and freedom, decide all of the things. And then once you've affirmed that for yourself and said, like, I am a badass human being, I feel great about it. Here we go. Then you get to get on the path. And that is going to be the thing that leads you to more of it. And it just keeps getting more fun because you, like we talked about before, when you get to the, the finish line of whatever you're trying to accomplish, you do get the emotional hit. So you've carried the emotional momentum the entire way. You do get the emotional hit. You've now just risen to a new level of, of all the happiness, the joy, the freedom, the love that you were trying to get in the first place. And now you have a new set point. Like, oh, right. This is what love is supposed to be like. Oh, right. This is what freedom is. And this is what abundance is because you've maximized it because of your own doing. So, man, I've run out of things to say because frankly, it's, it's, we've had a couple mic drops today. I, uh, I'm out of mics to drop too, people. I, a lot, uh, of, a lot of flame of emojis, you know, just a lot of crush mode flame emojis. Crush. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think we should stop talking because there's already so much here to sink in mm-hmm. because really this is a paradigm shift. This throws a wrench into a very big gear that's been operating unconsciously for years and years and years and years. And like Nick said at the beginning, it's not your fault. Nope. Uh, the people that like, there were good intentions involved, but we all just kind of got screwed in the process. So we always try to end with one big actionable call to item, call to action item. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, this is a shift in a way of being, I'm having a really hard time saying, Hey, here's the, here's the nugget, especially because this whole episode is about not here's chasing, not chasing to do list things. So I mean, my takeaway is sit in silence for 10 minutes and just realize how sufficient your life already is. Mm-hmm. Spend 10 minutes focusing on what you already have and what you've already done and less on the boxes you haven't checked yet. Just do it. You deserve it as a human. You deserve to experience that feeling of fullness that you maybe haven't experienced in a while. And like I said, Nick's not going to give it to you. I'm not going to give it to you. The feeling genie is not going to give it to you. It's just a self-generated feeling you've been depriving of. You 
you're yeah. depriving yourself of. So there it is. Go sit in silence, my friend. And then tell us about it. Leave us a review or mm. tag us online. Let us know how that felt. Yes. Nick, what is your tangible takeaway taco? My tangible takeaway taco. We're now going to call every, <laughs> every end of the episode the tangible <laughs> takeaway taco. That is amazing. Um, <laughs> my tangible takeaway taco, TTT. <laughs> T cubed. T cubed. Nice. Is to, and again, this is my assumption based on who's listening to this podcast. You probably have some things that you want to accomplish. Look at all of them. Don't dismiss them and demonize like the money that you want or the vacation you want to take. Like these are all cool things. But have a, a heart-centered um, discussion with yourself about what's behind those things. What emotion are you trying to feel from the thing that you want to accomplish? Are you looking for freedom? Are you looking for love? Are you looking for validation? Are you looking for joy or peace? And once you kind of figure out that emotional theme for yourself, come back to what Julian said, sit with your self for 10 minutes, turn your goddamn cell phone off and just realize that all of these things are already available to you. You do not need to wait until you get those accomplishments done to feel those things. Um, and another little add on to this, a little uh, T cubed squared, uh, I think, <laughs> is well, that- We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to it. Is once you figure out what the emotion is that you are looking for in reality from all of the accomplishments that you want to uh, create in this world, if you feel like you don't have it right now, if you can't convince yourself within 10 minutes of silence that you don't have it yet, um, something I have some of my clients do is when they have trouble like really thinking about and believing that they have what they want, um, just a simple affirmation of I am this thing and write it as many times as you need to until you feel it. And like make it this repetitive, like I am loved, I am loved, I am loved. And like keep doing it until you get in the flow of seeing it enough times and your brain's gonna be like, oh, okay. And it, it just feels like it's starting to become norm, uh, more normal to you. So that's a, a little trick slash hack I guess I can share with you as well as you already have it, but in order to convince yourself, maybe you need a little bit of a, a visual that repeats itself over and over to you saying, I am loved, I am free. I am joy, I am everything that I already need to be and just rock it from there. Because again, you can still go and do awesome things. You do not need to sit in silence and never do anything in this world. That's not what we're here to tell you. Go do all the things, but feel like you already are worthy of doing those things before somebody else tells you that you are or some accomplishment tells you that you are. Yeah. You're already a cool human being. And that's why you're listening to this podcast. That's why we like you. That's why we want you to keep coming on back here. Having a good time with us. Come on back now, you hear? Yeah, yeah. So uh, with all of that said, with all of the flame emojis that have been present within this conversation. And Crush! So much crushing. I love it. Um, follow us on, on Instagram, as Julian said. Share it in your story. Tag us. Let us know what you dug about the episode and what was powerful for you as you listened. My handle is Nick underscore moving past mediocre. I'm going to tell you Julian's exactly <gasps> Julian would have said it. It's Julian, J-U-L-I-A-N, none of that E-N nonsense. We're not French people. We're not French. Ah, that's the tag. Okay. So it's Julian underscore fearless life over on Instagram. Find us both. Find us both. We're fun. We love the stories. We love sharing people's thoughts and opinions about what we're saying. And let mm-hmm. us know what you want more of because we just want to keep giving you the goods. And uh, goods. That, 
that happens when we have fair and honest opinions from the people that are listening. So keep telling us what you want to hear and we will continue to deliver. So I think I'm going to stop talking and pitch to Julian so we can bring us to the bell. Yeah. In closing, I guess the simplest way to rephrase everything we spoke about today was like, have your cake and eat it too. Mm. work for the calling on your heart, but cut out the middleman. And as you walk that path, operate from that place that you're after operate from that emotional state that you think is you're only allowed to access once you have the thingy, because the crazy thing is it's all internal. You're the one that even like, once you accomplish the thing, you're also the person that gives yourself permission to feel the feeling. So you can have it right now. You've just been tricked into believing that that power is not yours, when in reality it is. So have your cake, eat it too. Leave us a sweet, sweet review. I Ooh. hope you see what I did there. Wow. You see what I did there? Oh my gosh. That, I thought I was out of mics to drop, but I just, there's another one. Yeah. Just, just found a, uh, my backup mic that I that. only drop on special occasions. So Y'all been blessed here. Interesting, man. A lot of knowledge and truth has been dropped. And then just another backup mic has been dropped on that sweet, sweet rhyme that Julian finished up the episode mm. with. Mm. So until next time, our, our dear, dear friends that are listening, all the billions of Lindas and Lisas and Georgias. There's and, a Greg in there. there. By golly, there's a Greg. There's got to be a Greg and a Sebastian. Oh, um, see we appreciate you all. Y'all rule. We'll see you uh, probably on Wednesday for our mini sub. Don't you, don't you miss out on the mini sub? But uh, yeah, make sure that you're tuning in. Make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure that you're leaving reviews. Do all the cool things. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.